bigger beats of pie hits to the moon like your eye that's amore when you've had too much wine that's amore bells when the moon hits your bigger beats of pie like your eye that's amore Welcome to Nana Roy's Nightmare in Era. I'm your Nana Roy, Nana Roy. I have a friend with me today. Hi, I'm I'm Antigone. What the buck is up, every pony? <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> you know, you know what time it is. It is finally we are starting 2021 off the correct way. It seems we're, we're, we're starting off on the right hoof. <laughs> it's going to be like this the whole episode. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. No, this you're going to have to because I uh, like spent most of yesterday afternoon trying to Google Ponify uh, plug in word change list. <laughs> and like I couldn't find anything. The only thing the only change anybody wanted to write down was like everyone becomes every pony. And I'm like, please help me out. This is impenetrable already. Yeah. <laughs> but um we're talking about some my little pony friendship is magic creepy pasta today. So you you suggested this to me and you came yes. to me with some some suggestions and I, I took you up on one of them. What I wanna know before we dive into this, what like what is your 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 background in the world of uh MLP creepypasta, if any? So with MLP Creepypasta, I feel like, oh god, I I don't know the exact year I got into it around season two. It was between season one and two. And mm. I think by then, there was already, like, a, like fertile Creepypasta <laughs> breeding grounds. Because, like, n- not to give anything away, but, like, it's not going to be discussed this episode, but with, uh, with cupcakes, mm-hmm. I think... Like, there's an episode where, uh, you know, Pinkie Pie, the main character of Cupcakes, there's an actual episode of the show where she goes she goes a little crazy oh. or whatever. And people were like, bro, what the fuck? This is, <laughs> like, they have read the fan fiction and made it an episode. And obviously they didn't, but... <laughs> I, it's good. <laughs> we yeah. love it when, we love it when meta... Um, I was... Sometimes one thing happens and then another thing happens... So there's just an obvious cause and effect there. Sometimes one thing happens and then another thing happens and then many, many, many other things happen. And then one of the things that happens is Roy starts a creepypasta podcast and she ends up having to do multiple <laughs> episodes about My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Creepypasta because heads up, listeners, this is not the last you will be hearing of this <laughs> topic. Um, before we go into... Because we will be... Today we will be reading... Rainbow Factory, which, yes. from what I understand, is one of the big names, and from what I've understood by, you know, not just you bringing it to me, but also the people in the Discord, uh, as soon as I said, hey, we're doing My Little Pony Creepypasta, they said, oh my god, it's gotta be one of these two. Um, it seems to be one of the big ones, huh? Yeah, it's it's one of the big ones. It's... I mean, really, it's Cupcakes, Rainbow Factory, and I was honestly surprised to see My Little Dashie thrown around, because that's like, it's not a creepypasta, it's just like, oh, (laughs) one of the characters gets transported to the real world as a a babby, (laughs) and then 
a guy is just caring for this small horse who can talk, and it makes everyone cry. Oh my god. that That's giving me, and I might be incorrect in this, but it's giving me strong um, Blue Moon Nursery vibes. Oh, okay. Do you, oh, do you I, not know about Blue Moon Nursery? I, I do not know what it is. I'm oh, sorry. boy. So this isn't a creepypasta, but it's basically they're, they're, uh, sometime in, I believe, 2008, there was a Smurfs forum where a Smurf fan uh, had invented a big uh, Smurf nursery where they, they took care of baby Smurfs. And all, oh of, <laughs> all of the baby Smurfs had gone through horrible torment. Um, very bad things happened to these baby Smurfs, and it just kept happening to them. And it was... Oh it's, my god. It's the strangest shit imaginable. The, the Smurf fandom is like... I, <laughs> I think the, the Smurf fandom is the closest thing we have to like what conservatives think Satanism. <laughs> it's... It's like there's some deeply cursed shit happening over there. I don't know what is good. The people in the Smurfs fandom have had brain worms for decades. It's incredible. There's like it's, there's like it's one guy who just like rules the entire fan wiki. It's incredible. Um, maybe I don't know. Smurf Blue Moon Blue Moon Nursery might be a thing that I cover uh, as a bonus thing in in the future, but. Uh, Oh, my lord. Uh, we gotta talk about what the evil.fandom.com slash wiki is calling pony pasta. <laughs> I am so glad you found this. Because, like, like the day after the last Nightmare and Era, I was like, alright, let me do some research. And I saw evil.fandom.com. I got so excited. What a good... <laughs> I love to find a new and good wiki. <laughs> Maybe that's it's just beautiful. me. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> so I popped the link to this because I just want to, I popped the link to this in the Discord because I just want to like take a look at some of these. It's got, this page has, has um, summaries of some of the, some of the quote unquote known pony pastas. <laughs> yes. And, um, like, we don't necessarily, because Rainbow Factory is pretty long, um, and I don't want to spend a right. whole lot of time on stuff beforehand, but this is, this is making, this is making me feel some kind of way. Um, <laughs> so I think, let's just, like, we can go to evil.fandom.com slash wiki slash ponypasta, and okay. read some of these, some of these summaries, because I'm having a time. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Is, is there one you want to start with? Um, I mean, we can just go down the list if we want to. Sure. Yeah. I mean, well, they, they basically they, they open this up with kind of talking about cupcakes, which is, uh, as we all know, cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going to read just some kind of uh, some greatest hits of these opening few paragraphs because uh, I just got to. Um, sure. Yeah, so, uh, the first paragraph ends with, uh, the first ever pony pasta was Cupcakes by Sergeant Sprinkles, and then the next paragraph opens with, which revolves of two characters of MLP, FIM, Pinkie Pie capturing and mutilating her friend Rainbow Dash into a cupcake. Which, of course, it's said in the story that Pink Amina has been doing that for a while and turned into a complete psychopath, semicolon, alongside Apple Bloom, who became her assistant. 
So you we're can doing. Tell it's written well because there's a semicolon. <laughs> you there. know it's written well because there's a semicolon. <laughs> <laughs> Soon after cupcakes, besides the fact that Sprinkles became the most hated person from the fans of MLP FIM, or sorry, MLP FIM, because F is the only letter capitalized, <laughs> it created some yes. chain reaction to let other people create grim darks like cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here and I'm creating grim darks. Um, let's let's not do the one for Rainbow Factory because we're gonna read that ourselves. Uh, let's let's go down to sure. to bad apples. That's the second one. Um, yeah, sure. Do you want to <laughs> bad apples? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Bad apples. Applejack narrated a story on how she's obsessed with apples <laughs> with an apostrophe. And her apple trees. Apple it is. also shows that she's really respectful to them. And if a person disrespects them, <laughs> she'll come to you and kill you, comma, and bury your corpse underneath <laughs> her apple tree for compost. Wow, what crazy bitch. Wow, what a crazy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what crazy bitch. <laughs> wow, what crazy bitch. <laughs> Shine on, you crazy bitch. <laughs> Uh, next is, uh, Lil Miss Rarity. This is also one of the known pony pastas. This is about how Rarity expresses herself via video camera about her feelings towards pain when her cat, uh, lowercase opal, scratched her face and left three claw marks over her eye. Now Rarity is feeling- It's lowercase because it's, it's just a rock. It's just a rock. (laughs) She put a cat ear headband on it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the opal took cat girl pills. Um, now, <laughs> this is what it's like under Biden's America. We're all going to be forced to become cat girls, cat boys, and cat thems. Even the rocks. Uh, even the rocks. They're turning the damn rocks trans. <laughs> <laughs> now Rarity is feeling both emotions of delight of how the pain feels delightful and confusion of why she feels that way. Lil Miss Rarity is no for having a black eye with only a white pupil is the center. Also a doll which she named Pink Amina, parentheses, don't know why to be honest, which is made out of her cat's hide and heart. Now, if there's one thing you gotta know is Lil Miss Rarity is having a black eye with only a white pupil in the center. <laughs> a white pupil is the center. So I'm assuming it is. I I saw it. Yeah. So so we got kind of a kind of a funky eye situation, which we always know is scary. Um, it's it's one of the most frightening things an eye can be is when it's scary. That's true. I mean, I'm I would apologize to anybody out there with like cataracts or anything like that, but like, sorry, this is just yeah. how it is. According to to, to creepy pasta. Um, uh, according to evil.fandom.com. Yeah, according to evil.fandom.com slash wiki slash ponypasta. Um, <laughs> do you want a uh, paranoid Twilight? Yeah, sure. Paranoid Twilight. This story involves Twilight that went into paranoia for she thinks that she isn't Princess Celestia's star student, which this caused Twilight to be paranoid and will kill anyone that makes her paranoid. Like her assistant Dragon, Spike gave her pills for her condition she just bra- bashed his brains in. <laughs> she just did the damn thing. <laughs> she just did the damn thing. He just gave her the pills, you know. They're easy to come by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's Medicare for all in Equestria. <laughs> More of this is just Biden's America. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Fluttershy's Shed. Uh, this story is about the TV show's most kindest character, Fluttershy. This story involves one of the main six was visiting Fluttershy for some tea or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah, some tea or whatever, Don't worry about it. you know. Then they, yeah. yeah. Then they found an old shed that was open. Once they saw what's inside, it was full of mutilated animal corpses and dead bodies of ponies. Then, when they about <gasps> to leave, Fluttershy saw them, and she pulls out a chainsaw. I told you to stay out of my shed. <laughs> okay, do you want <laughs> some auxiliary cursed knowledge on this? <laughs> Please. Okay, I am here, like. To just, like, ladle poison into <laughs> everyone's brain. So, there was a popular series of videos. I, I think it was, like, Rainbow.Wav uh-huh. or something. <laughs> and it was, it was just, like... It, it was just, like, all dumb, stupid, new grounds humor where it's like, Oh, what if... What if, you know, uh, Fluttershy was evil and had a chainsaw... Yeah, it's and what if shit. Rarity was evil and used slave labor? And it's like, it was all just weird, upsetting stuff. Yeah, Joker and shit. Then, yeah, it's all Joker shit. And then, like, the icing on top, because we live in hell forever, is like, I'm not even sure the guy who made that is a neo-Nazi. Oh, boy. Which, yeah, because, like, as we all know, <laughs> Two paths we all diverge know. in a wooded grove when you're a brony, and one path is to become trans and cool, and the other path is to become a neo-Nazi. There's only two ways out. <laughs> one way in, two ways out. <laughs> this is this is uh, it's just unbelievably cursed. Um. Oh, also, just like. <laughs> I appreciated the voice you did where it's like, I told you to stay out of my shed, but uh-huh. it, it was very, uh, it was a capital F uh, funny because, <laughs> um, as you may know, Fluttershy, she's a girl. Yeah. And uh, the voice in the video was like, I told you to stay out of my shed. <laughs> and that's, that's funny because it's incongruous <laughs> with what uh-huh. one would imagine. Yeah, uh, it's always, yeah. it's extremely funny to, yeah. It's funny when that I'm, happens. I'm laughing right now. Yeah, I'm laughing In about it moment, always. In this moment, I am become laugh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I am become Fluttershy. God, um... I am become Fluttershy, owner of Shed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This is... It, this already rules. Um, okay, so... I've got the link on fimfiction.net because, of course, fimfiction.net exists. Um, of course. Of course. Uh, the preview, the little link preview that shows up when I just posted this into the Discord just now says, No pony truly knows how rainbows are made in Equestria, dot, dot, dot. Well, as we'll soon see, that's not true. And that is, is not true. It is known. Yes. <laughs> it is known. Like, Categorically speaking, that is false. <laughs> we know damn well. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're doing it out there. <laughs> so so one thing I I understand about Rainbow Factory is that I guess it started with a song. Oh God, did 
This is actually something I didn't know. Did the really? song come first? Um, I, Hold on, I need to do some, like, sleuthing. Yeah, because I'm trying to... Because friend of the show, Allie Milk Succubus, uh, put a link in here to the Brony Dance Party uh, Rainbow Factory music video, which is <laughs> okay. which is a decade-old uh, happy birthday, just like Dead Bart. Um, oh, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Uh, let me... Hold on, because Rainbow... Fa- I, meant to, I meant to watch this video and listen to the song beforehand, but I forgot. Um, because the... Okay. Yeah, because uh, the country is on fire. Um... Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're having a normal one. Yeah, folks. it's regular. Um, oh, villainsong.fandom.com slash wiki has an entry about it. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> it never fucking ends. It never ends. There's a wiki for everything. Like, it's it's like that thing where it's like, hey, 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 Twitter, I thought of a new kind of guy, but like you can just think of a new kind of wiki, yeah. and like there's like. Already 20 people God. there, no matter what. I, I remember when I was like eight, mm-hmm. we we went on vacation and we stopped in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And I remember there were these caves that were like, yeah, there were these, uh, there were just six beetles in the cave and they were the only beetles of their kind. <laughs> and they died when the sunlight, uh, you know, when they broke through the cave and the sunlight uh, shone on them. Mm-hmm. And that's just what's happening in the wiki first. <laughs> Just, like, little groups completely isolated from the rest of the world doing yeah. God knows what. Uh, MLPfanart.fandom.com says, Rainbow Factory is a short story by Aurora Dawn. It is typically considered a quote-unquote grimdark story. The author calls it a quote-unquote gluefic. It has been translated into seven <laughs> languages other than English and is based on a song by Wooden Toaster. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, so it is based on the song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so song song come first. Uh, fucking incredible. Okay, so I guess its birthday isn't until a little bit later this year, but, uh, it's, right. uh, it's, bir- it, it, yeah. it's like, it, it's in, like, fourth grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, think. it's, yeah, it's, 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 August 13th will be its 10, 10th birthday. Rainbow Factory, like me, is a Leo, so solidarity. Um. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, oh, wait, I was gonna say the, the fanfic comes out, came out on December 27th. Uh, that would make it a Capricorn. Oh, all right. I, I am a Sagittarius, so um, I have. <laughs> it's close, though. It's close. It's a famous feud. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, enough. yeah. You know, uh, every every zodiac sign is the same. Um, so 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 we have our our link open. Um, I don't know how the song goes, so um, I'm not going to try to sing this, and I'm not going to force that on you either because. Okay, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I would. I'm not. I, I am not I was, having I was singing on this my podcast. When I st- you started that sentence. Absolutely yeah, not. Good. Yeah, but uh, I will read the lyrics out loud. Um, but first, we got to decide who you know which of us should start this thing out. Oh. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you don't want to, I'll start. I, t- I mean, I'm good with whatever, baby. But okay, sure. I'll 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 start. Hell yeah. All right, we are doing it. Rainbow Factory by Aurora Dawn. Let's see what the fuck is up, gamers. Now a rainbow's tale isn't quite as nice as the story we knew of sugar and spice. Ooh. Ooh. There's long been rumors as to how exactly rainbows are made in Equestria. While a great amount of Pegasi ponies are employed in the, the rainbow department of the weather factory, almost all of them do the low-end work. 
what's known is that great streams of spectra, the individual colors of the rainbow, flow through large grates and into vast vats. From there, workers carefully and equally mix the spectra into the coagulated rainbow pools that dot and run through the factory and surrounding city. Next, that mixture is pumped to the floor below where other employees atomize it and store it until the active weather peg aside deployed in the field. Now, so, so far, this is, this is kind of fun. This is like how it's made. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's how it's made. It's on the History Channel. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to know if these, uh, the Rainbow Factory workers are unionized, but uh, we might get an answer to that in here. Who's to say? We, we might. We might. Um, do you want to just like trade off paragraphs or? Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> okay. However, no one knows how individual spectra is made. Supplies are never seen being brought in, leaving not even a clue what goes into a rainbow. Tourists, when visiting the factory, are treated to an extremely foreboding and plain wall, with massive solid doors bearing entry, bearing entry to any pony at any time. While most of the facility's various signs and architecture is bubbly and welcoming, the Rainbow Factory's upper floor was protected by harsh imagery of potential hazards and death, and the cloud wall was made not out of the clean white of the rest of the city, but of a black, quietly thundering fog. So that's that's probably a good sign. Yeah, that's always good. It's like when you yeah, look up no, onto the, um, like, the top of a hill and there's a mansion uh, and like lightning strikes... You know? Yeah, and like a, a single bat like flies out of the chimney and flies <laughs> yeah. in a circle. Yeah, and a wolf yeah, howls. It's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always like when that happens. Also, can, can, I, can I just say, tourists, when visiting the factory, are treated to an extremely foreboding and plain wall. Yeah! Man, I'd be fucking pissed if <laughs> I went to the Rainbow Factory and it's just like a plain, it's just drywall uh, yeah. you get to look at. Cool. <laughs> on at least decorate it yeah work on your branding put, put, put like yeah put like a little mural up there yeah i mean people call the yeah. people call the lisa frank headquarters the rainbow gulag because it looks like a lisa frank <laughs> building but it's run sorry oh you don't know about this i i have never heard about this oh, oh boy my God. let me lisa frank rainbow gulag uh, yeah, Lisa Frank and the Rainbow Gulag. Uh, the company is horrible and mistreats em its employees all of the time. Um, and the building is in Arizona and looks exactly like what you would think a building, uh, that holds Lisa Frank things would look like. Um, oh my god, it's, it's, it's powder blue and it has like... Yeah. Uh, huh. <laughs> Said one person, every person who ever worked there seemed to have a case of PTSD from it. Rainbow Gulag is a really an apt description. <sighs> huh. Cool. We love... Cool. We... You know, I... <laughs> one, unionize your workplace. Unionize... Two. <laughs> two, until this moment, I am ashamed to admit that I thought Lisa Frank was just like... One person. <laughs> I mean, originally, but like all things under capitalism, people yeah. people evolve into brands. Yeah, it's the most efficient way to, you know, distribute resources, and everyone who isn't like the CEO ends up with like having to go to therapy for forty years, and it's good. It's normal. It's it's the natural normal. process, and then it's trickle down economics, and we all benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a pony pun on Ronald Reagan, but I can't think of anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, R Ronald Hagan. There you go. Okay. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere. Okay. 
I'm gonna be okay. yeah. I'll be on. I'll be on Ronald Reagan pun watch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Yeah, you're welcome. Anyway. Okay. So. To become an employee of the Upper Rainbow Factory means sacrificing any life outside those black walls. Workers are sworn to secrecy and forbidden from leaving and live inside the facility itself. Those few who ever managed to make it out, not in a body bag, were twisted and disturbed, too damaged to even bring themselves to talk about it. A lot of theories were proposed. Dark magic from captured unicorns, chemicals and environmental hazards that no sane pony could tolerate, and even thoughts of another unknown sister of Celestia's destined to create the spectra instead of raise a sun or a moon. But none of them could be farther from the truth. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah, it's just the it's just the Lisa Frank headquarters. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe the maybe I, maybe this the uh the evil that makes them uh get PTSD is terrible management. It's probably poor worker conditions. It's probably just that. Yeah. <laughs> I I was going to say like if everyone's coming out with like extensive mental trauma, mm-hmm. it's probably just not like the queen's sister. Yeah. But no, under capitalism, yeah, that's actually the most likely <laughs> thing. It's just nepotism. Yeah. You know. It's it's uh it's nepotism. There we go. Yeah. I'm i I'm doing it. it, it <laughs> And then if, if you told if you told them about it, they say, no, it's not nepotism. I pulled myself up by my horseshoes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. This is fucking uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this story is so long. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. We get a little section break and then some more lyrics. But a rainbow is easy once you get to know it with the help of the magic of a Pegasus device. Ooh, I wonder if we're going to find out what that is. I wonder. Probably not. (laughs) You can take the next part if you want. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know any of these characters' voices, so I'm just going to do, like, whatever whatever I think of. Go for it. Yeah. Come on, Orion, we're going to be late for our final test! Scootaloo called to a friend of hers. She was older now, in her last year of flight school. She, like all other Pegasus in the school, was terribly nervous of the final test. Those that passed were granted freedom into the world, to find their cutie marks if they haven't yet, and become working ponies. Enter the workforce. Yeah. Yeah, get a, get a job straight out of school. Work it for the next 40 it's years. Good. There, <laughs> it's good. There, there is no college in Equestria. <laughs> Uh, also, that uh, it's been a while since I watched the show. I think that voice is close enough. I feel right. like I remember Scootaloo having more of like a like a punk rock. Oh, edge, okay. Yeah, she she's the cool one. Oh, she's the cool one. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll have to punch it up a little bit next time. I'll in, nice. yeah inject inject twenty five percent more punk into it. Yeah, yeah, as the ratio demands. Well, you're slowly turning the dial that's labeled punk and looking yeah. back at the audience for their approval. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, I just caught sight of a word in this next paragraph. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. A little known, or at least little thought about fact, was of what happened to the Phillies that failed their test. While uncommon, one or two from every class generally didn't have it in them to perform the rigorous acts and maneuvers. Those that failed their tests were looked down upon in the worst of ways, shunned and hated. Cloutsdale always read a form of nationalism amongst 
It's occupants. <laughs> <laughs> I read this like three days ago and forgot about that. If you weren't the best or didn't show the potential of being the greatest, you weren't allowed to be part of the glorious collective. How much do you want to bet that the author of this has gone on to take the bad route? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the word nationalism next to the uh, derogatory the phrase glorious. glorious collective. And I'm yeah. thinking that this person thinks that... I think this person believes in horseshoe theory at the very least. <laughs> Which is not a pun. I, I, I know, I just appreciate <laughs> God. God. Oh, this is gonna whip ass, uh, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, God. Scootaloo moved a little to the side as Orion, a tall yet fairly skinny pony, settled next to her. He fluffed his light brown feathers and gave a worried attempt at a smile as he stared around where he sat. They were sitting in the large open waiting room, onlooking the Coliseum, with all the other graduating Pegasi. Just visible in the distance was the, f the factory, capitalized. Orion glanced at it and gulped. Uh, do you want me to read this one? Or do you want to read it? Uh, Just I'll the dialogue. Alright. Yeah. What's the matter, Orion? You afraid of getting a dead-end job in the snow line? <laughs> Orion chuckled a bit, then closed his eyes inside. No, it's just... I don't know. I don't think I can do this. What if I fail? What if I don't fail, but do just bad enough to still be disliked by everyone? I don't know if I can take being deported. Where do we even go anyways? Where do you go when you get deported from your homeland? Yeah. Pardone for the, listeners, for the listeners at home, I am tugging on my collar and going... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm making grimacing emoji face. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're getting into it. Scootaloo gave Orion a friendly punch. No one knows you, dolt, and we're not going to fail. Everyone here is going to be fine. I know I will at least pass, she laughed. Thanks to the tips from Rainbow Dash, I'm sure to be fine. Oh yeah, sure, that reassures me. That's actually just as, if not even more reassuring than the psychopathic hate every pony here seems to love to spread. Quit panicking, scaredy wings, Scootaloo replied. Wait, what the fuck? The only one here I think might even fail is that yellow pony with the dark green mane. She's the one who was out sick for that month, you know. Oh, yeah, Orion remembered as he craned his head in the other pony directions. The one who had that bad case of hoof and wing. She she looks pretty confident, though. <laughs> hoof and wing. Is that a thing in oh, canon? I, I don't think it is. <laughs> hoof and wing. Also, also, not to be, like, too... Not to be too blue, but, like, <laughs> foot and mouth disease is when you eat poop, right? Like, that's how you get it? Uh, this is news to me. <laughs> hold, God, on. hold on, foot, yeah, yeah, unfortunately we have to, we have to, foot and mouth disease. Yeah, this, this is gonna become sawbones for, like, a second. <laughs> it's education, uh. Yeah. It's a virus, it's a virus, but where do you get the virus? Do you okay. get the virus from eating poo-poo? Is that what it is? Oh, here we go. Okay, the FMD virus can be transmitted in a number of ways, including close contact, animal-to-animal -animal spread, long-distance aerosol spread. Oh, they're spraying it in the air. Oh. Uh. Hmm. 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 Oh, you get it with... Okay, so it's it's like a contaminated meat thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, for, for, for humans, at least. For humans. Yeah. Yeah. 
for for well, pony to be like yeah i i don't want to be like cinema sins about this <laughs> i th- i think it's canon that no one eats meat because that would be like you know, like, all the discourse about which Pokemon is okay to eat? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that if 80% of the Pokemon could just, like, talk and, like, work 9-to-5 jobs. <laughs> so I, I think in canon, everyone is vegetarian. Oh, God. I mean, that's what their teeth are adapted for. They're, they're obligate herbivores. Yeah, We true. know this about horse. Um, where the fuck are we? It's this goddamn I, it. hoof and right. wing. Hoof and wing, I suppose right. we'll see. Scootaloo trailed, turning to look at the factory herself. It gave her chills, not of fear, but of pride. I hope I get some cool active weather job. Can you imagine? Everyone in Ponyville or Philadelphia staring up at me, going, There goes Scootaloo! Such an amazing flyer! And from Cloudsdale, there can be no doubt! She smiled in excitement, forgetting her tension for the moment. That would be something, I'll admit. Mind you, just coming from Cloudsdale, who wouldn't be in awe? Exactly! Praise the flock! Praise the flock. Praise the flock! We're like, really... <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm an Amer- I, I am an American, and I know that, like, you know, I grew up saying the Pledge of Allegiance every day. Uh-huh. But, like, Surely, if you're just saying praise the flock in conversation, you have to start to be having capital T thoughts about society, yeah. right? <laughs> you would think. You'd think so. You would think. That would be the assumption. Uh, Places, places, every pony. A massive buff pegasus walked towards the entrance to the Colosseum. We're going to do this by name. Your your educators are on the east side of this field. Do not, I repeat, do not fly too far west. If they lose sight of you for any reason, you'll be failed immediately. Take deep breaths. Stretch your wings one last time. <coughs> the test will consist of three sections. Weather clearing, agility, and finally recovery. Clear the clouds, fly through the hoops, and then fly to the marked elevation. Close your wings for at least three seconds. Any lesson you'll fail, but keep in mind, there's no extra points for extra seconds. Finally, recover before you hit the cloud floor. Understood? Any questions? The instructor paused and carefully glanced at every single pony in the room. Everyone's eyes were completely focused on him, and none were creased with confusion. All right, Aurora Dawn, you're up first. Clear, fly, fall, complete. Now, Aurora Dawn, we know that name. Hey, I do recognize that name. Yeah, that's yeah. she wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> so this is actually fact as it happens. It it, it happened. I saw it. This it happened to my this happened to my buddy Eric. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really enjoying this uh Arlie Ermy fucking uh full full metal saddle ass uh drill sergeant <laughs> Pegasus. Um yeah. Uh, the yellow pony nodded and walked quickly up the up to the starting ramp with purpose. She stared at the watching judges, waited for a nod from all three, and then took off with powerful force. The ramp bounced slightly from the force of the takeoff. Every pony watched as Aurora quickly reached the starting altitude and then began a direct and purposeful attack on the positioned clouds. With expert timing and intelligent angles, the sky was soon empty of any moisture. Scootaloo and Orion watched with open mouths as they watched the first testee pull fast and tight turns, expertly shooting dead center through each and every hoop. Finally, Aurora pulled herself up to the proper altitude, hovered, and closed her wings. 
The group of students gasped as she started plummeting down towards the clouds and counted breathlessly. One, two, three. They sighed as they watched her wings open in the correct amount of time, collectively holding that relief. Suddenly, Aurora's wings whipped upward, and the group of students flinched in horror <coughs> as they all heard the loud, hollow snap, only to be replaced by a sudden, unending, piercing scream. Many, like Orion, shielded their eyes with their wings, as others, like Scootaloo, could only watch, terrified, as the blur of yellow, green, and red plummeted into a cloud with a dull thump. Now, really quick, can I drop another piece of, uh, My Little Pony fandom knowledge? On By all means! So, there was a period of time, and I think it was actually on this very site, uh, filmfiction.net, mm -hmm. where, like, in addition to all the other rules and regulations, mm -hmm. one of them was... You are not allowed to submit a fanfic where Rainbow Dash breaks her wing. Oh my because, god. Because, like, <laughs> there were, like, <laughs> 5,000 all equally <laughs> mediocre fanfics submitted with the premise of, oh, what if the one who flies uh, couldn't? Oh my god. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. Communities. Wasting no time, the instructor walked forwards again as the three judges simply pointed down and started shuffling papers around. Speaking loudly as if nothing had happened, he called out again. Daisy Fields, clear, fly, fall, complete. Scootaloo and Orion stared slack-jawed as another pony gulped, then walked forwards onto the path and took off. They turned back to the tuft on the cloud where Aurora landed and stared. As the wind blew the fragments that were thrown up from the collision away, they saw the shivering yellow body attempt to move, only to collapse with a cry. Jesus Christus. Yeah. Faraday spots. Clear, fly, fall, complete. Now that one does imply that Michael Faraday uh, canonically existed in <laughs> My Little Pony. Yeah. Yeah. And his name, his name, his pony name was Faraday Michael, because I'm assuming we're going in, like, the Eastern uh, name order? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Spots Faraday I, in this world. <laughs> I'm having to think about that one. We are thunking. My favorite character, Dash Rainbow. Dash Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Aurora still struggled to walk, wailing with every step. Her legs weren't broken, she could use them fine, but it was obvious the pain from her wing joints and the loss of her potential life was crushing her. Scootaloo felt Orion shuffle uneasily, tears welling in his eyes as a frown formed on his face. Holiday shine, clear, fly, fall, complete. No one's coming to help her, Orion seethed through closed teeth. <clears throat> so, okay, no, 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 I got, I got it now, I got it now. I was gonna say, wait, they already know that they're gonna be like, you know... They're going to they're going to go through uh, fascism death, but uh, no, I think she's just lamenting the potential loss, the loss of her potential life. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, like rightfully so. Whomst yeah. among us would not? Whomst among us? If I failed my driving test, and it <laughs> did or did not define the entire rest of the track of my life, I too would lament the loss of my potential life. Yeah. Yeah. Can I let you in on a little secret? I would mm -hmm. be dead right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I took... I had to take behind the wheel twice, and I didn't get my license until the third attempt, so I... I am long since dead. Oof. Yeah. You're dead, and then your ghost was also killed. <laughs> they revived me just to put me through the whole <laughs> torment again. Yeah. 
It's, it's, it's that gif of like, it's that gif of the itchy and scratchy thing where it's like just an output of like the cloning station and it just goes yeah. right into a wood chipper. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> God. <clears throat> Scootaloo felt extremely sad for the yellow pegasus, but couldn't see her, hel- but couldn't see herself helping her. She would be failed herself and sent away far away from Cloudsdale and any familiar place on Equestria, to a place where she and any other failed students could never stain Cloudsdale's reputation. It was a terrible shame, but Scootaloo couldn't fail herself. She couldn't fail her friends, and she definitely couldn't fail Rainbow Dash. Not after the care and help she had given her Scootaloo's whole life. Scootaloo blinked the tears from her eyes and forced herself to watch the competing students. One after another took off, successfully passed the test, and flew to the east gate under the judge's spot in the stands. That's all Scootaloo focused on. Pass the test. Fly to the gate. Live a happy life. Orion Solstice. Clear. Fly. Full. Complete. No. What? The instructor took a step back, one leg raised in the air. You can't just refuse your flight test. Get out there before you piss the judges off. (laughs) No. Don't even care that... Don't even pretend that you care about my future if you don't care about hers. Orion defied, unsure about himself. You say you want me to get a good life, and yet you let those that fail suffer unbearable pain. Get the fuck onto that field before I fail you myself, the instructor <laughs> shouted menacingly. Damn, what if the ponies said fuck? They, they, said the, they said the infamous word. What if they said fuck? That'd be so messed up. <laughs> yeah. That'd be so they, sick They didn't even do like the... It's, I'm telling you right now, I, I feel like I'm on a... God, what, what's it called? That thing you stand on, and it spins and tilts? A <laughs> tilt-a-whirl? You know what I'm talking... <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tilt-a-whirl, famous for tilting and whirling. Yeah. <laughs> God. I do, I will give props to Orion for being a conscientious objector. Yeah. Yeah. Comrade Orion. Comrade Orion! Uh... Fine, Orion spoke sharply before walking onto the ramp. He stared at the judges, waited for the individual nods, and the second they came, he took off. The second they came. Um, however, long before the starting altitude, he turned sharply and landed gently next to Aurora. She turned and looked at him, blood running down her forehead and sides, and tears streamed down her face. What are you doing? You'll fail like me. You'll be exiled. I'd rather be exiled from a place that treats ponies like this than live my whole life. Then live my life while other other is don't live theirs. <laughs> <coughs> not, not not to spoil too much, but we'll soon find that other are don't live theirs. <laughs> <laughs> other are is don't live. Oh God. God. My, my, double negative reverse. Other yeah. Translation. Double negative positive hormone. I yes. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Aurora smiled, happiness briefly replacing her sadness in her blackened, puffy eyes, until she stumbled again and intense pain flashed against her body. Orion leaned in close, using his wing to brace the yellow pony against himself. He stared up at the judges, beaming hate with his vision. They stared down, unaffected, and simply pointed down before looking back towards the ramp for the next contestant. Scootaloo stood shocked, hardly hearing her name called. She moved numbly up the ramp, never taking her eyes off her friend and the pony he sacrificed himself to help. After a brief moment, she shook her head, recovered her thoughts, and looked at the judges. Thoughts passed through her head as she watched them all nod. Now, like, the the narrative, 
like we know because we have read stories at some point mm-hmm. in our lives, like how this is going to go. I do like the idea of Skulu just being like a spineless liberal <laughs> and just like <laughs> taking the test. And yeah. she like she gets a job moving uh she gets a job moving rain clouds. Yeah. And that's the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> she feels bad about it. And she yeah. puts stickers on her, I guess, her ass for the rest of her life. <laughs> yeah. She, she gets she gets a uh, a butt tattoo. A butt tattoo, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a red rose emoji. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she gets a blue check cutie mark. Uh Oh, oh Celestia, God. what do I do? I can't let everyone I know down. But I'll never see Orion again. I suppose... I hope he knew that risk when he did that. I'm sure he's thinking the same right now. She glanced at Orion. He wasn't looking at her. She took off, heartbroken. Instinct kicked in as the familiar rush of wind cooled her and blew her thoughts away. She stopped at the right altitude and then launched again, sensing and seeing every cloud, formulating a game plan. In a matter of a couple dozen seconds, the sky was clear. She did a quick loop in mid-flight, aiming at the first hoop. With a powerful flash of her wings, she propelled forward through the first ring, and then the second, then the third, expertly turning and drifting. She curved in towards the last ring, near the bottom of the field. As she descended, she caught sight of Orion and Aurora, almost at the west gate now. Orion turned his head and smiled weakly. Scootaloo's focus shattered. Orion knew what he did. He cared about her. He'd miss her, and he'd never get to say goodbye. This is where they split into, you know, liberal and lefty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Scootaloo <laughs> voted for Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> she has. She does have high, high hopes for her living. <laughs> she does. That's because she's a Pegasus. That's where the hopes are. They're in the sky. She has to find them. <laughs> so Pete Buttigieg would be a Pegasus. Here's what <laughs> <Yeah>. you're saying. <laughs> Let me be clear. Uh, wings? For all who want them. <laughs> if you like your cutie mark, you can uh, keep it. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> uh, Scootaloo Sco- cranked into the bottom part of the ring, falling backwards several feet and hitting the ground. With a sudden intense flash of fear, she flipped herself onto her feet and began flapping her wings, levitating off the ground. Maybe that didn't count as failure, she thought. I, I can still fly. There was a distraction on the field. She spun around to the judges. Three hooves pointed down. Oh, no. That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's the opposite direction they should be pointing. Yeah, they should be pointing up. Um, I, unless. Huh? Unless. 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 <laughs> the, uh, the hooves are pointed up, and that's, like, the best they can do for a metal finger. Yeah. <laughs> They're giving the middle hoof. <laughs> <laughs> the middle hoof. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, you, it's, God, now I'm thinking about how horses walk on their fingers. Oh, I don't what, like it. What horribly designed animals. <laughs> you gotta take that boy back to the drawing board. Yeah. Yeah. I ooh, I got I, my finger is still like a little bit goofy from from having bonitis for two months, and mm-hmm. imagining walking on it is 
Not good. It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it. Bad. Anyway, uh, Scootaloo started crying there, teals what teals, tears welling up and blurring her vision. This wasn't right. This shouldn't have happened. None of it. Orion should have passed his test and cheered her on from the East Gate. She shouldn't have looked at him. She should have focused on flying. But there was no room for excuses. Defeated, she slowly hovered towards Orion and settled down next to him. She looked at him through her purple eyes. He looked back, offering a smile. You did a good job. I'm just going to finish this off and then uh, you can pick up the next one if you want. Go for it. Yeah. Scootaloo dropped her head and sobbed. She then walked around Orion, lifted a wing of her own, and helped Aurora walk to the West Gate. Before them stood a long, unlit hall, with only a cheap sign stuck to the wall, notifying test failees to proceed down the hall. They waited only briefly to gather themselves and prepare for where they would be taken, and then all stepped forward together. A cheap sign. It's just a piece of computer paper. I know this is another, like... I, I feel like this is another well-worn thing to think about but like how do you think they wrote it because they're pegasi so they don't have like you know they can't use telepathy or whatever to write so <laughs> i'm just imagining like just crudely putting a pencil in your mouth and writing test failies the best you can <laughs> that's gotta be it i mean hold on now i gotta do research again god damn it how okay. how do they write in my little pony Equestrian How writing, you... FIM show discussion on MLP forums. Oh my god. <sighs> I have heard many times that the equestrian writing language is different from out own and that they don't write in English. I had never taken that sierrosly because of things like this. And then there's a, and, uh, you know, a couple stills from the show. But then mm-hmm. you see this invitation, which I think says Sisterhood Social, and it's in funny, funny fiction language. Also, if they have yeah. a different alphabet... I want to learn it, lol. I don't know if there is a th- already a thread on this. Uh, and then the next reply to that is somebody uh, correcting spelling on something, and then the... Uh, I, I don't know if there was actually an image here and it didn't load, or if they actually wrote this out, but it says swastika.jpg, so... Yeah, yeah, it's those two paths, and some of them... Some people, like, they... They hear about the forest and they're like, oh man, I heard there's a path in that forest that I <laughs> would like to go down. Hoo hoo hoo. I also have to admit that, like, all these years later, it still does make me laugh that the sign just says, Welcome, Princess Celeste, because yeah. like, they wrote too big, like the John Mulaney bit. <laughs> it is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I did find I did find a forum uh, topic that's asking this exact question. Um, somebody says, I, "Just think of a hoof as an invisible hand or a magnet that can attract any object." Okay. <laughs> Quite possibly, they scrape the page along to change it, so probably dramatically shortening the lifespan of the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <sighs> It's not unreasonable to conclude that sentient equines would have physiologically evolved traits, such as muscles and vascular constructs, that would enable them to utilize granular jamming on the soft paw pad-like structural components of the hoof, the inside of the semicircular hardened ridge. Get the fuck out! I'm I'm pushing this guy in the locker. Yeah, this guy fucking... I I like the guy who said it's an invisible hand more. Uh, Yeah, I like Mr. Magnet Hoof, man. That's, That's a lot better. 
Yeah. And, well, actually, I think it's like cardiovascular growth or whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know this guy is like drawing. This is the guy who drew like it's the skeleton of what the Fall Guys guy looks like, and it, <laughs> it's it's weird. It's weird. It's fucked up, man. It's so fucked yeah. up. Yeah, the Among Us man that just looks like a ham hock. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Among Us man is the only like. Oh, what does a cartoon like look like inside? It's yeah. the only one I respect because there's just a big comedy cartoon bone. <laughs> it's just a big cartoon comedy bone. I love it. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. Let's delve deeper into rainbow philosophy, far beyond that of Cloudsdale's mythology. It's easier to misjudge that floating city with its alluring decor and social psychology. It's about society. Do you get it? <laughs> it's about society. Uh, do you want to read or do you want me to read? Uh, you can take it. Okay. <clears throat> Against an empty carriage at the end, at the end, the lonely hall were three imposing ponies leaning in a disinterested and bored pose. One of them happened to look up as the sorry looking trio stumbled out into the open. They were on the bottom edge of the Coliseum with the vast rolling hills and plains of Equestria visible far below. Hey boss, we got some of them worthless pegasuses. Pegasus, Pegasus, whatever. The first one called to an even bigger pony on the side of the carriage. I suppose it's time, it's get to work time, is it? Cool it, Hotshot. There may be more, too. Also, I think it's uh, Pegasus. Pegasus. <laughs> Pegasus. <laughs> Alright, I'll remember that for the future. For the future. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I was the last student to go, Scootaloo spoke in sobs. Orion could only hang his head. It, it is... She paused, then breathed deeply, determined to remain as strong as she could. It's just us three. Aurora's wings, they're broken. She needs help. Oh, ain't that just a cry in shame? It, it is. What's it to us? All the better she don't come flying back to us no more. Hey... <laughs> Let's go, Mets, baby. Love the Mets. <laughs> Love the Mets. <laughs> uh, um, we, uh, who's talking? Okay. We may have failed our damn test, but that doesn't mean we're not worth keeping alive, Scootaloo shouted in a flash of rage. She was determined to hold on to as much dignity as she could. All right, all right, sheesh. Hey, Patches, doctor her up before we head out. I don't want any blood on them seats. I just washed that thing. You other two, in the cart. Orion and Scootaloo hopped into the carriage and got as comfortable as they could on the hard seats, but made sure to leave room for Aurora. As soon as the third of the large ponies finished bandaging her wings, Aurora carefully stepped onto the vehicle and lay down on the bench at the back. Scootaloo inched closer to her and leaned down to talk as the door to the carriage slammed shut. The boss pony was inside the back, standing by the door, watching each of them. And she says, I have defected to the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> So, Scootaloo began quietly, trying to not speak too loud. You're Aurora? I'm Scootaloo. I'm sorry we had to meet like this. Any meeting of a friend is a welcome meeting, Aurora spoke gently, with sincerity in her eyes. We did our best. That's all we can say. That's all any of us can say. Who's to say that the city of the deported isn't a good one anyways? The city of the deported. Yeah. Yeah. The thought struck Scootaloo as she considered it. No one was ever told about where the Pegasi were brought. 
Most ponies considered it to be some odd land, like where the zebras hailed from. Is that canon? I gotta know. That, unfortunately, it... I, <laughs> I think that is canon. I remember Yay. that, at least in the first season... God, I can't even <laughs> bring myself to say it. Oh, in, God. in the first season, I think there was only one African-American uh, voice actor on the show, and they did voice a zebra instead of a pony. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. She speaks with a strong African-esque accent, forming rhyming couplets with all her sentences. Yeah, in in the cold light of 2020, that, uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, there's a very good image of her as, like like, a witch doctor witch cool cool let me be clear i am not handing it to anyone (laughs) at at the very least the episode that she was in was like hey racism don't do it (laughs) racism bad actually yeah which also in 2020 is (laughs) refreshing to hear someone yeah a pretty radical message in the year of 2021 yeah yeah Oh, oh god there's also (laughs) <laughs> there's that and there is a I the last time I checked it's like the second most hated episode where <laughs> it's like in the wild west and you know the Wait. people living in the wild west you know they're the ponies and then mm-hmm. there's a tribe of buffalo and there's a territory dispute and I think that's all I want to talk about it hmm much to think about yeah I'm like, I'm becoming, like, my brain is the entire galaxy and I'm inside it while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm flying away in my hot air balloon made out of my own brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on my throne made of my brain and I'm, like, playing chess against another person who is also my brain. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh uh, god, normal, normal, normal. Normal. I wonder if this has anything to do with the with the uh, brony to Nazi pipeline. Um, it, probably not. Um, where? Okay. Um, that made Scootaloo realize something even more profound. Hey, if we're taken, if we're, if where we're taken is where Zakora's from, then there's got, then there's got to be a way to get back. It's not as if we're banned from Equestria. Fluttery Shy, an old friend of mine, she's a Pegasus who lives in Pegasus who lives in Ponyville. She never passed flight school. She never took her test. They've never come and taken her away. Exactly, Aurora agreed with a nod. Orion overheard and offered his thoughts. I think the reason we were sent far away is because no pony from Cloudsdale ever wants to admit that someone who failed flight school could come back to their city. What a fucking horrible place now that I think about it. I never want to go back. Get him. Get their ass. Get their ass. Maybe that's why no Pegasus ever comes back. They just don't like Cloudsdale. (laughs) (laughs) They just don't like it. (laughs) Yeah. I I would simply leave. (laughs) Yeah, just don't put yourself in that situation, you know? (laughs) Yeah, just maybe don't be in the fascist dictatorship. Ever think of that? (laughs) Um, 
You goddamn worthless ponies can hardly call yourself Pegasus, boss spoke from the door. He was swaying ever so slightly as the carriage was lifted and moved to an unknown location. Useless failures is what you are. No pony comes back from exile, regardless of reason. Can't even pass your goddamn test, you three make me sick. Scootaloo jumped up from her seat, lifted herself into the air with her wings, and dove legs first at boss. You shut the hell up about us! You have no right to treat others like this! Boss raised a hoof and backhanded Scootaloo out of the air onto the floor. I can treat you however I want. You hardly classify as ponies to Cloudsdale, or any of Equestria for that matter. Now sit the fuck down and shut up until you get to your destination. Really cool stuff that we're getting into. Twisted. Twisted. Sick Twisted Society. Also, should it be she backhoofed? Or he backhoofed Scootaloo out of the hair. Wow, throw this entire story into the trash. Yeah, Aurora Dawn finally canceled. And, yeah, at last. January 8th, 2021. <laughs> <clears throat> Where are we being taken anyways? Not like we can tell anyone now, and I'm sure as the deliverers, you guys should know, Orion cautiously reasoned. Hell if I know. We hand this carriage off to ponies in suits, and we get a bag full of coins to keep quiet about the whole thing. That's how it's always been, for a thousand years. <laughs> okay, so this guy isn't the boss if he doesn't know where they're going. Uh, right? Yeah! No. This is not a boss. This is, this is, a, this is an assistant manager at best. Yeah. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> he, he, sell, he sells... God, he sells fascism and fascism accessories. <laughs> He's the assistant manager. <laughs> oh, oh no, oh no. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm holding. Gimme, yeah. I'm holding my horses, folks. Please, I'm begging you. Oh, well, I'm seeing a lot of very bad things, but not quite exactly the thing I wanted to see. I wanted to see if somebody had made a Hank Hill pony. Um, not, not exactly, not exactly the things that I found. I did find some funny crossovers that are good. Um, there's a pocket sand Dale Gribble pony. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, there funny. we go. Oh, there he is. There he is. I see him. There we go. Let me just put this. Let me just get this in the in the old in the old Discord here. I'm I'm shaking in anticipation. <laughs> there, oh, he is. there he is. <laughs> it's actually really good. <laughs> He's got the little propane cutie mark. <laughs> good shit, OP. God. Now, I I have been, like, debating, like, in my mind palace whether to say this, and I think I'm going to do it. Now's the time. (laughs) Well, if you you saw any fanfics that were My Little Pony, King of the Hill uh, crossovers, one of them was mine. (laughs) 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 This, This is my dark shame. If you want to kick me off the podcast, I understand. Why would I kick a hero off of my podcast? (laughs) 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 Just a bonus gift. (laughs) Good. Phenomenal. Uh, 
also, I'm watching my audacity, and like, it was just like a solid block there for a second, so I'm sorry to the <laughs> listeners at home. They're just gonna have to deal with it, so... <laughs> So that's that's gonna become an emoji. Uh, anyway. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um. Oh my God. <laughs> um. The three fillies huddled together again, scared of the unknown. They kept quiet as they waited through the unbearable trip, all lost in their own thoughts. Friends, family, loved ones, and pets. All will never see them again, and some would never find out why. An hour passed, and then another. Finally, the uncomfortable quiet was broken by a sudden lurch as the carriage stopped in its flight. Ah, Boss smiled. There's my stop. You ponies play nice now. Have fun in wherever the hell you're sent to. The carriage door shuffled open, and Boss hopped out with a gust of cold wind. It was night outside now, with hardly any light to see at all. Scootaloo stared outside and noticed another figure staring in. It was dressed in a black suit. Its tail died, as in it's dead now. An unnatural black that never occurred in nature. <laughs> it's got a Vanta black tail. Also, like, you, you were just talking about zebras like uh, yeah. a, a second ago. The famously black creature. Right. Black and <laughs> well, white this is, creature, at least. Well, this is an unnatural black that never occurred in nature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is double mega super black. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so keep that in mind. Its face was co- <laughs> its face was covered by a dark, loose-fitting mask, concealing it as mane. All that was visible were rose-colored eyes, staring indifferently at the three ponies inside. They stopped on Scootaloo momentarily, unrecognizing, but she stared back. A second passed. The dark pony slammed the door shut, and the carriage took off once again. At least we can talk now, Aurora whispered in the dark, but they had nothing to talk about. Untrue. They had a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, I think they have, like, maybe one or two things they could perhaps talk about. I mean, like, even outside, like, the obvious that my life is over and I'm being sent to a mystery location, you could, like, talk, like, you've made a new (laughs) friend in Aurora Dawn talk to her about, like, if she's ever read a book. Yeah, yeah. Have a nice, good discussion. For It's the last one you're ever going to have, probably. Yeah. Live it the fuck up. Coward. <laughs> <coughs> but with all great things come a great responsibility. That of Cloudsdale's being weather stability. Great lyrics. I love the it. <laughs> the carriage finally shuddered to a stop. The three desolate foals blinked their eyes awake, having all resolved to conserve energy for whatever came next. With a loud scraping noise, the doors shook and then swung wide open. Several more ponies, obscured by masks and suits, were moving around the area. Scootaloo blinked against the light from what she was seeing. They were in a cloud building. As her eyes adjusted, she noticed more details. Several of the blackened ponies were rushing around, some holding clipboards, some carrying briefcases and other important-looking items on their back. The, com- the complex was full of machinery and signs. Pipes ran along the ceiling, a loud whirr ran in the background, occasionally joined with other industrial sounds, such as crashes and alarms. Scootaloo gasped. One of the other industrial sounds was Tool. (laughs) It was Tool. (laughs) If if, if Tool is not an industrial band, do not at me. (laughs) There's a Maynard James Keenan pony. (laughs) 
Hold on, now I I gotta. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Well, we gotta find out. We if you you oh man, (laughs) please, please. So I I looked up tool MLP, and a lot of it is just pliers of the MLP dash one dot two model. So that's not entirely promising. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Um, oh, oh, here we fucking go, here we fucking go, here we fucking go. Let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Okay, let's go. The image is loaded. Let's go. Let's go. Yes, uh, for for those of you who are, uh, you know, I mean, this is specifically adapted for an audio uh, medium, but yes. uh, yeah, there is definitely, we definitely did find a Maynard James Keenan pony, so enjoy that. Um, <laughs> there's a pony for everything. There, there truly is. There's just a pony for everything. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, this place, the architecture... It's all so familiar. I think we're in the weather factory. Orion frowned. That can't be right. We were traveling for way too long. We've got to be far away from Equestria now, not to mention the city. Actually, Scootaloo may be right, Aurora mused. I noticed it was maybe the same amount of time from when we left the Coliseum to the place that the carriage drivers swapped, that it was from the swap place to here. But I don't know. I'm confused. Maybe that's just a coincidence. Now, they have been taken to a secondary location, so... Sorry. <laughs> Welcome, mules, a large and powerful <laughs> voice commanded. Which, it should be noted, in this universe is a racial slur, I'm assuming. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Several of this the fucking pon- sucks. <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> Several of the suited ponies moved away to make way for a deep, dark red pegasus dressed in a white lab coat. You degenerates are probably wondering where exactly you are, stupid fillies. You're in Cloudsdale, the rainbow facility, to be correct. Allow me to show you around. What's going on here? Do you expect us to use us as slaves? Because I'd rather be deported. Thanks, Scootaloo yelled. Orion and Aurora got off their seats and stood behind Scootaloo, nodding in agreement. Like you failures have a choice. You'll be here for the rest of your lives. Oh, I'm sorry, where are my manners? I am Dr. Atmosphere. My degree isn't a medical one, I shall reassure you, in case you're picturing some dreadful surgery going on behind the scenes. Strange how so many worthless Pegasus get that idea. No, no. My degree is in engineering. I'm one of the four cults in this facility. I'm sure you've, ha- you've all had the tour of the lower factory, No. The three ponies nodded slowly, unsure of what was going on. Excellent. Who can tell me where the tour begins? Orion spoke up first. Where the spectre comes from upstairs and is mixed. Very good. What a pity you're utterly useless to the flock. You could have been a smart one. Dr. Atmosphere smiled sadistically and patted Orion on the head. But today, we're on the upper floor. Please follow me and don't get too far behind, or one of my helpers will be forced to... Encourage you. <laughs> with, with that, he winked at the suited ponies. You, with you know nods. Whack? Oh, uh-huh. sorry. Oh no no no! Like, what's whack is that 
I was in the My Little Pony fandom for like three or four years. I don't think I've ever seen fan art of Dr. Atmosphere. <laughs> like, if I have, it's just been eternal sunshine out of my mind. <laughs> now I gotta... Oh, there he is. I found one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's then there's several. People, I guess, like to give him some, some, some stubble. You know. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Now... Did they do the classic Tumblr thing of draw him as a sexy white twink? Hmm. As you do. As you do. As you do. As you do. Doctor Atmosphere. <clears throat> With nods, three of them at the rear leaned forwards and jabbed each other and jabbed each of the Pegasus. Pegasuses with tasers, shocking them to the ground. Dr. Atmosphere whinnied in la laughter as they all yelped and fell, and continued into a soft chuckle as they all stood up again. Scootaloo blinked more tears from her eyes and shook herself again, trying to lose the tingling in her nerves. She turned and quickly looked at each of the suited ponies, catching each of them in the eye when she could. None of them were the rose-eyed pony from the carriage. But grudgingly, she started- she started walked behind the red engineer. <laughs> Tremendous. Tremendous. This is, a, this is a cornerstone of the community. Awesome. <laughs> you simply must be careful in this department, Dr. Atmosphere began in a tone, not unlike the many tour guides in the lower floors. There was plenty of nooks and crannies and vents and vats one could fall into. One must be careful not to hurt themselves. After all, you're all as hopeless as it is, any more so and we couldn't even use you. He glanced behind himself maliciously as the three... Holes frowned an insult. They were walking down the series of halls with vibrating machines and assembly lines in the way, occasionally ducking under low-hanging wires or carefully stepping over the steaming pipes. This is not OSHA certified. This is absolutely- yes, this is what I'm saying. The reason everybody comes back from this horribly scarred is because it's just horrible working conditions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's... They weren't being, like, metaphorical. Like Right, it's- <laughs> That's how it is. As they walked, though, the building became cooler and cooler. All three were watching, sensing, looking for any way out. They couldn't see any. Now let me tell you a story. Cloudsdale is where the weather is made. Without us, the rest of Equestria would starve, freeze, drown, and generally be, generally be, not a, very, be a not very happy place. That gives us a special honor, one that you can't be tainted, one that can't be tainted by, uh... Incompetent fools, fools like you. God, I'm fucking up a lot. How could the world look up to and trust us if Pegasi like you are flying around wearing the Cloudsdale name? No, no. We needed to do something with all of you. And then we got a delicious idea one day, over a thousand years ago. Those were some smart ponies back then, I'll say. You don't find too many of them these days, but I digress. Haha. <laughs> Here now, through these doors, quickly now, before more encouragement is supplied... Dr. Atmosphere opened a heavy-looking door in a cramped corridor and offered a hoof inside. Scootaloo stared up at him. He glanced at a suited pony. Scootaloo and the others walked inside as he laughed again. Enjoy the rest of your pitiful life. He just loves being evil. He loves it. He loves it. It's and he's a doctor. So he's the doctor. They're calling him Dr. Evil. They're calling him Dr. Evil. <laughs> 
and some of the equipment that's uh, crowding this entire horrible facility uh, is one of those big ride-on things that Austin Powers has to go back and forth, inching around to try to go backwards. <laughs> yeah, Zamboni. Yeah, funny Zamboni. <laughs> hey, Doctor Atmosphere, how much how much do you make at uh, at your position at the Rainbow Factory? One million dollars. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, this this is just, like, a storytelling thing that I remember this also being a running joke in the community because it happens in the show, and it's driving me crazy that it's happening here, too. Like, mm-hmm. everything happened exactly 1,000 years ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. the Rainbow Factory was founded 1,000 years before this happened. And then, like, in the show, season one... A uh, nightmare moon has been sealed away for a thousand years, and then in season two, Discord has been sealed away for a thousand years, and then Jesus. in season three, I think it's like, oh yeah, Queen Chrysalis has been sealed away for a thousand years, which means leads me <laughs> to believe that, like, now that I think about it, like a thousand years ago from when the show was set was just like the last four years for us where like 20,000 years of content happened in like two years. Yeah. Every, every day for the last four or five years has been eight years long. Yeah. It never ends. Yeah. You know, there are, there are days where, no, there were years where days happen and there are days where years happen. And who said that? That's right. Uh, Vladimir Lenne. Just to just to make a note here, because that reminded me, I have I have a page open uh, uh, on punpedia.org uh, to horse puns, just in case of an emergency. Incredible. And they have a list of some, and one of them that they have here is uh, turning Stalin into Stallion. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's fucking go. It's uh, <laughs> Christ. tanky, but the tank is being pulled by horses instead of any <laughs> internal machinery. Uh. And with that, he slammed the door closed. They all turned and looked at the big room they had been led to, as in, in addition to. It was fairly open and empty, almost like a theater room. Some would call that a theater. <laughs> at one end of the room, there was a six... There was six square vats, each one nearly full with the individual spectra. Above them was a peculiar-looking machine. From a central stack, six hoses broke off and led above each of the individual vats. At the top of the stack was a single opening, red with rust, despite the rest of the machine to be shiny and clean. Even further above, there was a fairly complex-looking object, with chains and gears hanging off the beams and pipes loosely. Running even higher than the whole machine was a length of scaffolding, with doors on either side leading out of the room. Down on the floor, a small collection of defeated crying ponies sat, chatting quietly. Man, they've really painted us... Just crying and chatting. (laughs) You're you're chatting? You're crying and you're chatting? (laughs) You're chatting and crying? (laughs) Man, they have painted a beautiful word picture... For us here, <laughs> there is the vats, and then above it, the there's hoses, and it's connected to a machine, and the machine's connected to another machine, and then <laughs> there's a third machine. <laughs> Beautiful. 
Poet Laura. <laughs> machines connected to the machine. Machines connected to the machine. Machine. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, excellent. Um, who's talking? Those suits there. Those are from that other flight school across town. Aurora informed, sounding shocked. And. Those other ponies sitting over there, see? I remember a trip we went on once with Levitating Acres Private School. I remember them from that trip. So this is where all the failures go? Not deported, but forced to work forever? Orion sobbed quietly. In exchanging for helping someone, he had doomed himself and his good friend to a life of servitude. Scootaloo reached a reassuring wing over and lifted his chin. She smiled at him, understanding his depression. At least we don't have to go through it alone, she cooed softly. Suddenly, there was a commotion in the group of ex-students. One pony from an unidentified school took off, headed towards one of the doors on the scaffolding. Immediately, two suited ponies launched at record speed and both clipped the flyway with their tasers. The pony spasmed in the air and then dropped like a stone. With an audible crack as he landed and a violent burst of twitching, all the other ponies walked back, staring horrified at their friend. They watched, hopefully, for a long time. He didn't move. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Boy, I was hoping he would. Yeah. Yeah. Some cried softly. Most others turned away, too far confused to feel any more emotions. Guess that option's out, Aurora quietly said to no one in particular. Read the room, Aurora. (laughs) (laughs) God. But you can't fly right now anyways, Orion questioned. That medic guy, Patches or whatever he was called, he popped my wings back into their joints and bandaged up where my skin tore. I won't be winning any races, but I can fly again. They slowly walked forwards and joined the group of ponies, looking at each other with understanding sorrow. Eyes front and center, you inept mules, one of the suited ponies shouted. After the previous display, no one challenged that order and stared at the scaffolding just as one of the doors opened. I feel weird saying mules now, now that I've been informed that's a slur in this world. Uh, I mean, I I don't... (laughs) Like, let, there isn't an episode where, like, you know, where Silver Spoon calls Apple Bloom a mule and they all have to talk about, God. like, racism. But I, I just, I think it's fucked up that there are ponies and there are also canonically donkeys in the show. Uh-huh. So, like, the, they're for QED. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. We get another section break, and now it's time for some more lyrics. Woo. Um, woo. Do you want me to read the lyrics, and then you pick up with the the thing? Sure. Yeah. How, you ask, are they up to the task? To which the answer is in a simple facility. A few official-looking pegasi walked in on the scaffolding and turned to look down on the group with disgust. One of them stood onto a small podium set up in the center and began speaking loudly and clearly. By now, you've all clearly determined that you are not going into exile. There is no deportation. There never was. You are in the factory. You will never leave the factory. And while you may be called useless, that's not entirely true. You are worthless to the flock as a pony, but you still have purpose. Purpose to all ponies in this land far and wide. You get to help us make rainbows. Beautiful, magical rainbows. Doesn't that excite you? The mysterious announcer grinned ecstatically, taking in all the disgusted looks from every fool on the floor below him. I thought so, he chuckled. It is just such an honor, you know. It leaves every pony entrusted with the task speechless, too. 
Now, do we have any volunteers? Again, every pony below glared with hate. One brave pony, a light pink one from Levitating Acres, walked forward a few steps, then yelled, How could you ever get away with this? How could Celestia or even Luna know about this and tolerate it? It's slavery! It's torture! I think you'll find it's more than that. A second official pony walked out the shadows and up to the podium. The pony was in a scoot, was in a suit and masked, was in a scoot. The first pony walked off the podium and allowed the second to talk. Scootaloo noticed it was the rose-eyed pony from before. She watched more intently now. The voice was familiar. A thousand years ago, when Celestia banished Luna from Equestrian Center to the moon, she was charged with three tasks. She was originally in charge of raising the sun and showering the land with rainbows. But, with the moon being an additional task, she had to hand down the responsibility of rainbows. Celestia entrusted the Pegasi of Cloudsdale to make rainbows for her from then on. For the first dozen years, we were given powerful unicorns to help create Spectra. Spectra is pure pigment, pure color. Everything is full of Spectra, but you can't just harvest it. You can never separate color from an object. So it was made artificially with magic. The masked pony never took her eyes off the brave pink one. That is, until our top engineers made the breakthrough. They discovered an ingenious way to extract pigment, and it was so beautiful even a simple machine could do it. But it couldn't be done with just anything. The conditions had to be right. What did those horrible people do? The pink pegasus screamed, growing angrier by the minute I should have read there. Whatever. That's fine. Whatever, it's fucking Rainbow Factory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mysterious pony whipped off her mask, unveiling more than her rose eyes. Her skin was a light cyan, and her mane was a gorgeous rainbow. Several of the fillies gasped. Scootaloo's knees weakened as it hit her. It was Rainbow Dash! Scootaloo's thoughts raced through her mind, and the room started spinning. It couldn't be. An evil twin, maybe. Perhaps some neglected sister. Rainbow Dash couldn't be this evil. She was her friend, her mentor, her only family, even if not by blood. How? How? How was all she could think? It had to be live ponies! <laughs> Only in ponies where magic and spectra ran freely, Rainbow Dash threw her head back and laughed maniacally. Only then could the spectra be separated. And it was such a beautiful idea, such a wonderfully horrible idea. It worked so well. We could create exponentially more rainbows, of better quality with real spectra. And it finally gave us a way to prevent Cloudsdale from being tainted by all those horrible Pegasus which couldn't fly. <laughs> Cool, dude. Yes. <laughs> Fucking cool. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's it's society though. I'm thinking. It's society it. though. It grind you up and chew you out. Yeah. It's it's like Yeah. It's like spoilers for the famous French uh game off if you haven't played it. It's like an <laughs> off where they just like turn all the people into sugar and then they eat it and it's also twisted. Yeah, it's also twisted. It's it's like it, how Soylent Green people. Yeah, Soylent Green yeah. do be people, though. Soylent Green be people? Yeah, not enough people are saying this. <laughs> <laughs> Scootaloo couldn't take it. While all the other ponies were exclaiming their disgust and fear, running and screaming for where they came in, backing off as suited ponies surrounded them and herded them back into the center of the floor, Scootaloo couldn't take it anymore. I thought you loved me, she wailed, cutting Rainbow's dashes laughter short. Huh? She turned and noticed the amber-orange pegasus. 
I thought you loved me! How could you do this to me? I thought you cared for me! After all the help, all my life you've treated me like a little sister, and I treated you like my big sister! You were my big sister to me! To me. You were the only family I've ever had, and you knew it! Tears were pouring down her face now, obscuring her vision again. Her throat hurt from the crying and shouting, but she couldn't sob. After, after everything, you're just going to let me die? I tried so hard for you! This is just turning into an influencer uh, apology video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fine, thought fine, you were my friend. <laughs> finding out how rainbows are made? Not clickbait. And then just immediately <laughs> afterwards, my apology. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I just found out how rainbows are made. And, like... <laughs> God. Oh, she oh. stared at the floor. Hmm? No, I just really like the line, All my life, you've treated me like a little sister, and I treated you like my big sister. You're my big sister to me. Like, yeah, that's that's usually how yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah, you were my big sister to me. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, I was voice. your little sister to you. And it was like we were <laughs> sisters, and there was a big one and a little one. <laughs> yeah, and we were sisters to each other. Uh, it's This is, yeah, cornerstone of the community. Um... <laughs> She stared at the floor for a moment. Everyone was silent. Then Scootaloo looked up slowly, and while she couldn't see for the sadness in her eyes, she looked straight at Rainbow Dash. Straight into those rosy eyes, past them, and deep into Rainbow Dash herself. I thought you loved me. Rainbow Dash returned the look. Her eyes revealed no emotion, no love, no care, only apathy. Slowly, however, they glared at Scootaloo. Pure, seething hate erupted from Rainbow Dash's mouth as she screamed in return. I did love you. I tried so hard for you. I taught you everything I knew in hopes that you would pass your test. You had it in you, kid. I knew. I knew what they did here. Ever since I performed that sonic rain boom and they approached me, they wanted to find more ways to make Spectrum. They thought that if I was capable of making rainbows, I could help them make its components. Well, they couldn't. But I learned a lot about this place. I'm the manager here now, you know? I worked my way up in secret, pretending to be only a simple weather control. How do you think I could afford that massive house over Ponyville? How do you... She trailed, shaking her head, remembering her anger suddenly. She, she forgot about it. Yeah. She, she, was think, she was too busy thinking about her rent to remember that she's angry. <laughs> so this actually is about the dangers of capitalism. It turned you into monster. It, it does. They... Yeah. yeah. I tried, alright? It was up to you to save yourself. You didn't just fail yourself. You didn't just fail Cloudsdale. You failed me. You failed me. And that's the worst thing you could have done. You aren't just dead to Cloudsdale now. You're dead to me. The room <clears throat> tilted as Scootaloo tried to comprehend what she was told. Her mind broke as she was totally unable to focus on anything. She felt a weird feeling like she wanted to kill somebody, Jeff the Killer. <laughs> uh, she stumbled slightly until Orion held open a wing and she clung to it for stability. Rainbow Dash noticed this and pointed and yelled with more fury. You can't have happiness! You ruined me! Now I'll ruin you! Workers, the brown one there! Jim first! You know, it's a good thing Orion held open that wing because if not... Uh, Scootaloo was going to stumble right into that bleach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, oh no, oh yeah. no. Hold on. Yeah, Hold on, we're Jeff at, uh... the Killer Pony. Oh. <sighs> yeah, yeah, there he is. There he is. Many him. Oh, God, how, how many him? Uh... 
How many him? Good question. Uh, I don't know about image results, but uh, search results in general, 3,760,000 results. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. Perfect. Phenomenal. Cool. Cool. We love it. Yeah. No. Scootaloo, Aurora, and Orion all jumped. Suited ponies cornered Orion, pushing the other two to the side. He tried to leap out of the way to run, but one of the stallions spun around and kicked at him. The hoof connected to his shoulder, and Orion collapsed with a shout. Get back! More scoot, more suits. <laughs> Not more scoots. <laughs> I know, I did more the same thing a yelled... minute ago. <laughs> yeah. More suits yelled at Aurora and Scootaloo as they dragged them whimpering, o- as they dragged the whimpering Orion to the front of the room. The giant machine at the back started humming to life, and the assembly of chains lifted off the top and moved towards the floor. Everyone noticed they were shackles now, and the suits clasped Orion into them. Braving a look up, he turned to Scootaloo. Don't worry, Scoots. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye, Orion, Scootaloo gasped. I I love you, too. So, like, not, not even... <laughs> not even in the, like, garbage fanfic of My Little Pony, Are We Free from the Clutches of Heteronormativity. <laughs> It's always the straights. It's it's always the straights. It's always them. <laughs> Leave it to the straights. <laughs> uh, uh, With that, the chains pulled tight and lifted the brown pegasus all the way up to the gears. The chains grew taut and stretched each of Orion's limbs straight up and down. We find the machine works better if the ribs are broken, Rainbow Dash explained apathetically as the chains spun around in opposite directions, twisting Orion. His screams almost covered the echoing pops and shattering noises. Uh, I'm gonna skip that. Yeah. Just this couple of lines. Yeah. With horror, Scootaloo watched, her brain overcome with what was happening, detached from all emotion. She noticed that the top of the machine wasn't rusty. It was blood. Blood, just like what was being tossed up from the mangled remains of Orion as the rest of his body was swallowed into the great machine, finishing with one lone hoof directed straight up. (laughs) Sorry, the fucking image. And then nothing was left. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's doing like the the, the Terminator (laughs) thumbs up. Yeah. (laughs) But he has no thumbs, so it's it's a great tragedy. Uh, Yeah. It looks like, yeah, you can't tell if he's giving a thumbs up or a middle finger because it's just the one (laughs) hoof. As the hoses over the green and red vats of spectrum started started spewing their brilliant colors, Scootaloo's vision started to fade, and the last thing she noticed was Aurora's concerned, broken voice saying her name as Scootaloo flopped to the side. In the Rainbow Factory, where your fears and horrors come true, in the Rainbow Factory, where not a single soul gets through... And then you can take the next part. All right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scootaloo, get up! Get up now! Hurry, Scootaloo! Wake up! Wake up! Scootaloo shook her head, briefly wondering where she was and what was happening. In a flash, it all came back, and she jumped to her feet. Aurora was shaking her, fright encasing her face. The suits were starting to approach the two now, tackle tasers and shackles up and ready. Scootaloo, they're coming for us! What do we do? Scootaloo looked for an opening. All the doors were blocked, except for one. On the scaffolding... The suited ponies were slowly approaching, not <laughs> rushing in order to prevent the fillies from freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you don't want to make them think that anything, like, out of anything amiss is happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fear was their tool. 
Scootaloo spun around looking for an exit. There was only one, she realized. I have a plan, she whispered to Aurora. What's that? Clear, fly, fall, complete. Fucking sick. Fucking sick. Let's go. Aurora nodded in understanding, her eyes widening. She repeated louder now so the other frightened fillies could hear. Clear, fly, fall, complete. Got it. One, Scootaloo started counting. Two, Aurora squeaked as she backed into Scootaloo. The suits were mere feet away now. Three, a collective shout reverberated around the room as every filly that could actually fly took off. The suited ponies gasped and fell back, unsure of where to go. There was too much confusion. A few of the faster-thinking ones took off as well, tasers at the ready, aiming at the closest Pegasus they could take. Step one, Scootaloo screamed. Clear! With her command, the quote-unquote failures started targeting the dark ponies in droves. Hooves connected with heads, and while some of the students fell lifeless to the floor, the majority of casualties were the suited ponies. Aurora landed on the scaffolding right by the door and reached to open it. It was locked. Now, if I was, like, in charge of the Rainbow Factory, mm-hmm. I think I would not hire security guards who can be literally killed by a single child. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just my, that's just my onion, you know, but... Yeah, that's, yeah, I would, I would probably <sighs> look for somebody with a little bit more, like, beef clout than that, you know? <laughs> You'd think so. One surely would think. One would think. Um. Oh god, what do we do now? Aurora cried. We're still unclear, she shouted, turning around and bucking the door. Aurora followed her, focusing the brunt of her blows on the part of the wall where the latch would be. Rainbow Dash, on the other side of the scaffolding, recovered from her initial shock of the rebellion and noticed Scootaloo pounding on the door. Kill her! She screamed at the other important-looking ponies. Kill her! She started to gallop towards the fillies, forgetting her wings momentarily. Scootaloo closed her eyes, pounding harder and harder on the door. It started to creak and splinter. Any second now, she thought, Rainbow Dash will get here. It's over. I'm doomed. She would have cried, but there were no more tears left. But nothing came. The door started to split from its frame, now leaning inward. It wouldn't be long until it was open. She opened her clenched eyes, speak, peeking up at the scaffolding. See, like, this is another thing. Is it... Do they just have, like, one of those crappy, like, just wooden doors with, like, the honeycomb paneling inside? <laughs> like, they don't even have metal doors at this place. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just made out of fucking... It's made out of a two-by-four. <laughs> yeah. There, there have been some budget cuts to the Rainbow Factory, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all the remaining ponies were there, pressing together, holding the enraged blue Pegasus and her cronies back. They wouldn't last long, however. Even as Scootaloo watched, twitching and yelping ponies were falling to the floor below, some even landing in the great maw of the Spectrum machine. The pink pony from Levitating Anchors was there, and she turned to Scootaloo and Aurora, just as the door blew back into the hall behind. Fly, the pink pony demanded with pain in her voice. She opened her mouth to speak again, but was cut short as the pile of Pegasus blew apart <laughs> with Rainbow Dash standing enraged in the opening. She was on her two back hooves with her front two rolling in the air. A small gash down, the, down her side leaked red and her multicolored mane was torn in a patch. An unearthly howl passed her lips and her rose eyes were drained of any sanity that was left. Come on, Aurora, Scootaloo pleaded as she spun around. We've got to fly if we're going to live. Hi. I can't. This is too much. I haven't healed. Aurora looked at Scootaloo with wide open eyes. 
You go, Scootaloo. Tell everyone what happens here. Let them know. She get, glanced back at the wall of students, almost bearing out as Rainbow Dash's bloodlust <laughs> tore them to pieces. Her God. blue coat was now glistening crimson, almost dripping as she ignored the need for live ponies. <sighs> this Can I just say, this is a very inefficient use of resources. Yeah. Like, just She's go- from an outsider perspective. <laughs> she is going to lose job. Yeah. <laughs> and see, this This is where it all comes back. Like, if she had been part of, you know, like, the murder pony union, she maybe she wouldn't lose her job. Yeah. Yeah. There would be more. Cloudsdale could take a small shortage of rainbows. In another few months, there would be more classes, more failures. But for now, all she knew is that Scootaloo had to die, violently if possible. God. Decades of working for the Rainbow Factory had fractured her. She was the only one allowed out in public, and keeping the horrible secret with her since childhood had only led to psychological problems that no amount of therapy (laughs) could cure. (laughs) Scootaloo was her last link on sanity, and her failure had deleted that. There was no logic in her mind anymore, no care, no capacity for compassion, only hate. Pure concentrated evil hatred pure concentrated and evil hatred filled the gap for her love for Scootaloo had once occupied. Rainbow Dash was no more. Only this monster remained. This is the exact same paragraph as when Jeff the Killer snaps. <laughs> it really is. He just the he becomes legend. Joker in his mind. He becomes Joker in his mind. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I, I hardly knew you, Aurora. <laughs> F. <laughs> F's in the chat for Aurora. F. <laughs> Scootaloo uh. softly into the yellow, yellow pegasus behind her. I'm sorry I never knew you until all this. I'm sorry we had to meet like this, and I'm sorry we have to part like this. She sniffed. She had found more tears. Any meeting of a friend is a welcome meeting, Aurora reassured Scootaloo. Now, you heard of the other pony. Fly, Scootaloo. Fly. Goodbye. Goodbye, Aurora. With that, Scootaloo levitated and spun around, looked into the yellow pony's eyes one last time, and launched down the cramped corridor. She had no idea where she was going, but any chance at freedom was one she had to take. Aurora blinked a couple times, standing in in front of the door. Rainbow Dash would have at least one obstacle on her way to Scootaloo. The blue pony tossed the last of the other students over the scaffolding and slowly walked towards Aurora. How cute. You think that you, a useless broken pile of manure, could possibly stand in my way? You really make me laugh. None of you can compete with the awesome power I have. Jesus fucking Christ, I haven't even reached my final form. (laughs) Love can overcome all evils in this world. Aurora straightened herself in rebellion as Rainbow Dash stopped in front of her. Aurora stayed in front of Dash, barring her entry down the corridor beyond. Well then, bitch, let's see if love will overcome this one. And then I'm going to suggest maybe we just kind of skip this next paragraph. Yeah, not a not a good one. Yeah, just uh, still keep it's those just, F's it's going gore. in the chat. Yeah, F. Aurora. It's a yeah. paragraph full of Fs. <laughs> yeah, like that. That's all I'm seeing right now. It's just F F F F F F F F F F. And then at the end, there's a couple of U's, and then there's like a funny angry man, a cartoon. Yeah. And then it cuts off halfway through the letter U. Yeah. So that you know, yeah, that it's 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 going. It's it keeps going. It's funny. I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing actually. 
The door on the um, scaffolding closed with a gust of wind, just as the machine began pumping out the brightest greens and yellows it had ever produced, and there was no one around to see it. Christ. Scootaloo glance. Oh, or well, bit, bit, bit. Uh, then we get another uh, section break. Good old shit. Scootaloo glanced backwards momentarily, her heart pounding. The noise of the constant thump, thump, thump drowned out any other sound in her head, her ears throbbing along with it. The corridor was just like the one that led to the theater room, cramped, with dozens of obstacles jutting out at random intervals. Straight behind her, maybe 500 meters now, the bloody mare that used to be Rainbow Dash was cruising along, <laughs> was cruising along herself. Both Pegasi were completely straight, hooves forward, wings beating at an impossible count, one trying to escape, the other to capture. Scootaloo looked forward again, focusing on what lie ahead of her. That's all that matters, she thought. What's ahead of me? There's no changing what's behind me. Ignore it. Focus. For the second time in as many days, a flood of instinct overtook Scootaloo, and despite the terror she felt in her body, the sorrow, the sorrow that had surrounded her, and the evil behind her, her worries melted away, and the thought of flying encased her very being. Down under wires and pipes, she ducked, up and around various other workers whose complaints and shouts were ignored, only to be repeated momentarily as the raging pony behind collided with them. Her body doing the flying, Scootaloo's thoughts turned to escape opportunities, she whipped around sharp corners at impossible speeds, zipped up and down countless sets of stairs, trying to shake her murderous tail, but to no avail. She contemplated every nook and, nook and cranny she passed, briefly considering hiding. She struck that idea down. As insane as Rainbow Dash may be, she was still too smart to overlook any possible spots Scootaloo may be. See, this is just more OSHA violations. It, it is. Yeah. Maybe this wouldn't happen if you had decent security. Yeah, nationalize the Rainbow Factory. And also <laughs> stop doing the kids, but also nationalize it. <laughs> nationalize the Rainbow Factory. <laughs> uh, but there, ahead of her, Scootaloo thought she found a solution. A garbage vent of some kind, sticking out from the wall, down to the floor below. Momentarily, she gave thought to where it may lead. Whether out of the factory or into some incinerator, she couldn't tell, but it was probably worth the risk. She snuck one last glance behind her to make sure the unstable mare was far enough, was far away enough. I'm so glad I didn't read Incinerator as Incineroar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was luck. No, he, Rainbow he's Dash just was doing pain. Darkest Lariat around there. No, yeah, he's just spinning. <laughs> <laughs> Rainbow Dash was paying no attention to any hazard as she sought her prey, tearing through electrical wires and ricocheting off heated pipes, going through any obstacle rather than around it to save time, but the collisions had slowed her down enough to give Scootaloo a chance. She, rammed, she slammed to a sudden halt over the open vent, hoping for her life. Fall, she muttered, closing her eyes and her wings, resisting the urge to start flapping immediately. She counted silently to herself as shadows rushed past her closed eyes, hoping for the best of where this vent lead. Hoping for the best of where this vent lead. <laughs> One, two, three. She opened her eyes and her wings, looking up, hover and looked up, hovering. Rainbow Dash was up above, looking down into the vent. Her eyes were buggy and twitched. Her hooves pounded on the edge of the vent. She was too large to follow, the filly having barely made it herself. But then, the anger in her face vanished, only to be replaced by a malicious grin. She started laughing again, the cackle echoing down the vent and reverberating in Scootaloo's mind. You moron, you never did have a good sense of direction, she teased, laughing again. Scootaloo finally looked down, getting her bearings. Oh no, she squealed. She was in the theater room again. <laughs> only by now, oh, no. <laughs> it was full of suited ponies 
circling her. Their masked faces seemed to be grinning as her as Rainbow Dash Rainbow Dash shouted orders down the vent. Don't let her die! I must do it! Subdue her! Catch her! She whinnied in glorious victory as the suits shocked Scootaloo with a taser and, as her limp body began to fall from the air, caught her and brought her to the floor. Scootaloo blacked out momentarily as the electricity passed through her, but she came to, lying on the cold cloud floor, metal shackles preventing her from moving. She struggled to get free. She could hardly shake. The chains lifted her slightly, bringing her small body eye to eye with a pegasus in front of her. The pony was a deep blood red, glistening in the artificial light of the factory. Her mane had had small spots of glorious colors of the rainbow, but was mostly the same red color as her coat of fur. Chunks of skin were missing from small spots, and her hair was ripped in in some places, bald patches of skin in others. The only clue Scootaloo had as to who this used to be were the rose irises focused on her. Any final words, you miserable, worthless whore of a fool? Scootaloo brought her chin high, still demanding even the tiniest fraction of dignity. You have beautiful eyes, she cooed softly yet clearly. And then there was a... Uh... You mi- <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Very, very scary image of scary rainbow dash covered in blood eyes. Yeah. Quaking in my boots, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm shaking... <laughs> I so scared. I'm shaking. You miserable, worthless whore of a foal. Yeah, that's. Uh, I know that like she's been doing a lot of murder, but that's mean. Yeah, come on. Come on. So I'm looking at the comments now. <laughs> I know this is not in your heart. Please text me. <laughs> <laughs> to, uh, Wilhelm says. Too bad it didn't have capital P picture at bottom, but still capital F fave. Now to listen to Rainbow Factory again. Nice. I love listening to music. I love pit. I love pick shells. Listen music. <laughs> Flyer. <laughs> there's a. Uh, there's another. <laughs> There's another comment here from a tech underscore priest that says, uh, first, it's a emoji of Pinkie Pie, and her hair is straight, and she has a sad face, and says, I, 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 congrats, you made it. I lost the last bit of sanity I had. And then it's uh, Pinkie Pie, and her hair is straight again, but also her eyes are pointing in different directions, and that's how you know uh, she has gone insane. Yeah, that's that's the symbol of madness, just like foam. <laughs> Yeah, those are <laughs> yeah. the two. Yeah, those are the two. <laughs> uh, um, Random Brony says, and this is the reason Scootaloo is better than Rainbow now. Real Rainbow Dash. Let me out, perverted motherfuckers. Celestia fucking hates you, twisted fuckers. It, it so does, she's just there, you know. Yeah, it, it does seem like you... You should, like, commit to the bet and stick with buckers or fuckers. I don't like that they missed yeah. the two. <laughs> yeah, commit to the bit. Commit to the bit. Gotta risk it for the oh. biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> A pimp named Slickback says, well, at least Scootaloo died with dignity. Yeah. We must, yeah, we must die with dignity, Jim, Jim Jones. <laughs> One must imagine Scootaloo having dignity. Yeah. In her final moments. Um, so yeah, that's... that's cool. The <laughs> that's, there it is. That's there the we have it. There's Rainbow Factory. Thank you, Aurora Dawn. Cool, normal, 
regular community. Uh, we have questions. We sure do. We have some questions to get to. If you have questions for, for the podcast of Nanaroy's Nightmarinera ever, you can send them to at Nightmarinera underscore on Twitter. That's yes. what it's called. I forgot what it was called. <coughs> uh, let's see here. We have several. Um, our first question comes in from PR at PR the Disaster, friend of the show. <laughs> Who says, if you had a time machine to modify MLP's pilot and change the show's animal without changing anything else about its cultural hoof print, with the express purpose of making these creepypastas, or the fandom in general, scarier slash funnier, which animal would it be? Now... now oh, you go ahead. <laughs> now, this is... this. Well, this is going to necessitate two answers, because I think... I don't think the same animal is going to make it scarier... Uh as the animal that's going to make it funnier. Right. Right. So we got to decide which animal is going to make it scarier and which animal is going to make it funnier. So as for scarier, I'm inclined to say something like, I don't know, like maybe dogs or something, if only because they have more like violence potential, but for funnier, yeah, they're like, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, dogs are like, they're carnivores, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. Now, as for making it funnier, my f- my first instinct was to do an even more innocent animal, and this isn't because it, it, this is specifically a podcast with you, but my first instinct was a Benoi. <laughs> yeah, but a Benoi. On second thought, <laughs> I think maybe if it was just like pigeons or something. <laughs> only because like I, I, I need to know the logistics of like how a pigeon is going to, like, beat other <laughs> pigeons to death. Hotful factory. I... Hotful factory. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, the... Okay, so, to make it scarier to me, one good animal that you could do is, like, Keep them horses, but make them incredibly realistic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that would, would f- do it. Yeah. Yeah, just make them, like, just, like, film regular real-life live-action horses and then just, like, in post recolor them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funnier. Now, this is hard, because, like, the instinct, right, is to make it, you know, like, something small and that you wouldn't expect, like a Banui. Because, but the thing about Banui is that I've seen so many twisted, scary, predatory Banui representations that it no longer affects me. Right. And so for comedy reasons, I think something that could be very funny is maybe something like a sloth. (laughs) Okay. My little sloth. My little sloth. My little sloth. I think and it could be good. Instead of cutie marks, they have like different substances growing on their back, like like algae and moss or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm actually kind of down like that. It's like right? in Minecraft, you know, you have cows and then you have mushrooms and then you have moo blooms. Yeah. <laughs> it's sloths. Who would who who would vilify a sloth? <laughs> you, no one would do, do it. It's impossible. You can't do it. Yeah. You'd have to be out of your mind. Oh, I will say this, though. 
like mm-hmm. you could probably make like a killer it follows style thing with a slob. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not going to get there right away, but by God is it coming. <laughs> it's like to Piglio. <laughs> You can see him coming, but... <laughs> Scootaloo sees Rainbow Sloth, like, slowly approaching and says, uh, should, should I start running about that? Yeah! <laughs> should I run about this? <laughs> what is that thing? Um, <laughs> good stuff. Um, next question comes from Stephen Moore at Marshmallow, who asks, Do you think the MLP ponies have horrifying finger legs like real horses? Why do we live in a cursed world where that's a thing? <laughs> Because, because there's never been a god that loved us. Okay, so I think that, <laughs> I think that first of all, the My Little Pony ponies have like actual legs, and mm-hmm. like, you know, may- maybe it's they, they have some a form of pseudopod with uh, your lip, <laughs> like whatever, like that guy said that might be a possibility, and yeah. also we live in a world. Be where horses walk on their fingers because humans are inherently sinful and deserve to be punished. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so MLP ponies are just kind of like they're less Yeah. They're, they're less like, horse and more mollusk. <laughs> yeah. They're more <laughs> they have a they have a carapace. Yeah. They're like they're like those sea slugs that look like little snow bunnies, but instead they look like horses. Oh yeah, I love those funky little guys. They're good. That's Banui. That counts as Banui. <laughs> it does. To me. It's Banui. Um, it's Banui. Uh, <laughs> next question comes from Sex Arse Tycoon at <laughs> Antitractionist, who asks. What the buck is up, every pony? Also, if you had to pick one of these creepypastas to expand into a full multiple novel-length saga like Fallout Equestria, which one would it be, and how would you expand on it? Now, oh, so and the parameters. Now I'm not I'm as just, versed. Okay, so yeah. Fallout Equestria is it started as a fanfic, and mm-hmm. like so many other fanfics, are it asks you know what if you know setting A took place and setting B. And it was like, oh, yeah. well, what if there was a Fallout video game, but uh, our favorite little horses are there? Yeah. And I kid you not, I think if you print out the entire Fallout Equestria saga, it's like six entire, like, full-length books. Cool. I haven't read uh, either this or... A Game of Thrones or A Song of Ice and Fire, <laughs> I guess. I would guess mm-hmm. that the entire series is about as long as two of those books. Hold on. Jesus. Fallout Equestria printed. There's, there's also a very famous photo of the entire printed collection. I think I've seen this. And <laughs> there's... I can't find the one I'm looking for, but there's also a actual revolver... <laughs> and it oh my has, God. like, a cutie mark on it. Good. Oh, man, Me. I just realized I've been using... <laughs> I just realized I've been looking all this stuff up with my uh, school account. So <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm going to get put on, like, 
of the worst watch list. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, hold on. I found the picture. Let me get oh, this. Yeah, and pop, pop it in the... For your viewing enjoyment. Fuck yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell yeah. It's, it's, Badass, dude. Sorry, it's just now setting in that it's a revolver with a scope on it. Oh, good shit. Good things that make sense to have. <laughs> oh, all right. Was that even? Oh, that we didn't even answer the question. What? Oh, right. Which of these? Yeah. Well, we only read one, and I'm not. I can't say that I'm particularly well versed in any other. Yeah. Uh, My Little Pony. Any any other pony pasta? Yeah, I'll. I'll um, be on the level with you. It's like. I've read this one in Cupcakes, and I don't know any other ones off the top of my head. If we want okay. to, like, if we want to broaden the scope a bit to just mm -hmm. creepypasta in general, I That's am... That's a good one. I am ashamed to admit that, like, I think you could do, like, a not bad Jeff the Killer series yeah. if you actually wanted to put the work into it. Yeah, like I'm I mean, have to. I actually agree with that. Yeah, like De Dexter was a successful show for however many years, and, yeah. and I mean, if those last, you know, like three or four seasons happened, no, they didn't. <laughs> but it <laughs> it was good for a while, at least. Yeah, from what I've heard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? I think I might actually vote. I might vote Jeff on this, because, like, I can see... Like, I'm going to limit myself to just creepypasta that we've read on the show so far. Yeah. And I think it would have to be... It would have to be... It would have to be Jeff, because I think that's the most compelling narrative. Mm hmm Like, it's got a protagonist... It's got a clearly defined protagonist. It's got a deuteragonist who, you know, with Lou. Well, yeah, we... <laughs> whose name we can never forget is Lou. Yeah. Um... <laughs> you know, I yeah. think I think th there. I mean, Jeff the Killer, Jeff the Killer fan fiction at least has been novelized. So, hmm. I think Jeff himself deserves. You know, get get him get him in get him in hard hardcover. Yeah, for sure. I think. Yeah. Um. Next. <laughs> next question comes from Genius Basketball Understander, friend of the show Janosch, who says. What if it was Apple Jeff? What if it was Apple Jeff? What if it was Apple Jeff? Hmm. I think it'd be good if it was Apple Jeff. I, I think it would. Personally. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, like, who the... the Lou... Or... Is it Lou or Liu? Uh, it's whatever you want it to be. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to, like... Because he's whoever you want him to be. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he, I mean, doesn't doesn't Applejack have, have, a, have a sister or something? Oh, she does. Oh my god, Applejack. Yeah, so there you and go. then Apple-you. Bloom. There we go! Now, there we go! Now we're cooking with diesel. <laughs> Now we're frying with oil. Yeah. Um, fuck yes. All right, next up is from uh, uh, Milk Succubus Clownface Elephant at Milk Succubus 1 on Twitter, who asks, 
what would your cutie marks be? And part two, one of the main six is coming to kill you and will not stop until either you or them are dead. Which pony do you think you have the best odds of killing? Um, so first off, my cutie mark is definitely a Benui. Just a very, you know, simplified Benui. Valid. Valid. Now, what about you, though? Now, in, in the show, you know, the cutie mark symbolizes, like, what you do with your life, uh, what your life's uh-huh. passion is. So, like, I guess it would be in character for me to have, like, a cutie mark that's just, like, an equation, like, y equals x squared or something, because I'm going, yeah. like, in following a math career. Fuck yes. Yeah. Big math brain. I like that. Oh, thank you. That's really cool. Just a little. What if it was just like a little X with a with a with a two, an X squared? Yeah. Real simple. The universal sign of math. Yeah, I like it. We know we we know and love math. We um, sure do. Now, one of the main six is coming to kill us, and will not stop until either we or them are dead. Which pony do we think we have the best odds of killing? Okay, so do you know okay. who the main six are? Um, let me see here. It's Twilight Sparkle, yes. Applejack, Rainbow Dash, Rarity, Fluttershy, and Pinkie Pie. Yes. Yes, I can count to six. You did it. So, I did it. Um, what the heck come after six is the question. <laughs> but, um, so we've got them. Now, if I'm, if I'm going off of, going off of Creepypasta... Um, I don't know how good a chance I have of killing either Rainbow Dash or Pinkie Pie. Yeah. Knowing that, yeah. Rainbow (coughs) Dash is, like, the strongest and fastest, so you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And then Pinkie Pie works on, like, cartoon logic, so she'll, like, pull a giant hammer out of nowhere and, like... Yeah, you can't, you can't fight that. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think... Um... (laughs) My bet... I, I think I would have the best chance at defeating Rarity... Because I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, they're very fashion-oriented. Maybe they wouldn't want to get blood on their outfit. Yeah, that's very possible. Um, yeah, I feel like if, if Rarity was going to kill you, she would probably, like... I feel like she, she'd she be a poisoner. She'd, she'd be Ooh, kind of an yeah. angel of death kind of thing. Yeah, Black Widow kind of yeah. move. And then um, there's, there's the other factor, which is a unicorn, so... <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be it could just be like that one tumblr post that's like yeah i cast uh i cast spell of explode your brain at a level eight spell yeah and like that's just it you're done that's just it yeah um so that leaves who does that leave fluttershy applejack and twilight sparkle hmm. how about them so out of those Applejack, she's like a farmer, so she mm-hmm. is also strong and off the table. Yeah, she, yeah, she is deadly. She knows how to wield like a pickaxe, or not a pickaxe, uh, a pitchfork. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Fluttershy, I feel like she's like the easy one to say. Oh, her. Yeah, that's. But yeah. also, you know, famously, it's always the quiet ones. So, yeah, famously, we know this. It's it's a fact, actually. Yeah. Um, people are never just quiet people. N- no, anyone um, who isn't actively talking is probably thinking of murder, and you should be suspicious at all times. Yeah. 
Um, so I guess that I guess that means it's Twilight Sparkle. Yeah. And, and yeah. I I guess like she, on the one hand, she is the most powerful. On the two hand, she is a nerd. <laughs> yeah. Like she, that's the thing. She. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's the guy who's. Or, like, she's the person who's explaining, you know, like, all the pony anatomy and how it's even possible for them to hold a pen. <laughs> she's, she's the one telling us about how they have uh, mollusk-like pseudopods. Yeah, like, she, she starts to cast her, like, apocalypse spell to kill you, and you just stop and say, wait, how, how are you doing that? And then, like, she starts to say, oh, well... So there was a magical field that is concentrated on the tip of the horn, and then you just, like, throw a big rock at her. Yeah, and that's when you make your getaway. Yeah. Yeah, she she knows a lot of ways to kill people, but she's never actually done it before. Right. So she doesn't have the practical experience. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna vote, I'm gonna vote Twilight Sparkle. I, too, am a nerd, so I think we'd be at least on level playing field. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. Um... Final question comes from Teen Straight Edge Phase at Uninteresting, who asks, which of the ponies are lesbians in your opinion? And then uh, Allie Milk replies to that and says, Fluttershy is a very quiet bigot. Uh, no! <laughs> no! I, I am becoming like the guy sitting at the restaurant booth who is just like glowing white and orange. <laughs> <laughs> In, in my opinion, <laughs> the teeth gritting, crying Wojak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. In, <laughs> in my opinion, there are two options, and the first option is they are all lesbians and they are all dating each other. Or I, I shouldn't say that because canonically, Pinkie Pie. Did you know about this? Canonically, uh, Pinkie Pie marries and fucks Weird Al. I, mm-hmm. Like that's that's not a joke that like happens. It's textual, but um. Uh huh. Yeah, but so the one option is that they are <laughs> almost all lesbians and all dating each other. The other option is they are almost all lesbians and dating each other, except for the ones who are trans, which may or may not be all of them. <laughs> We never know. Who's to say? The, the, That's the, none of our business. They'll disclose that when they when they feel. Yeah. The important part yeah. is none of them are cishet. That's true. This is very true. Yeah. I am always saying this about every piece of media ever. So <laughs> list I, list of cis characters one uh, <laughs> completely empty. <laughs> <Yeah>. One. <laughs> Wait, uh, what? Who was it? Sloth from Full Metal Alchemist. List ends. <laughs> Christ, this <laughs> it's good. Um, so I think that's gonna be episode. Yeah, it's because that was a lot of that was a lot of creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the audacity timer and. Whew. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at the number two hours and nineteen minutes. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. To clean things up a little bit, do our little housekeeping. Uh, once again, I'm not a Roy. You're Roy. You're not a Roy of the Roy. Um, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Banui underscore. Uh, you can also find my commission info and all that type of shit at RoyHub.card.co. Um, 
<clears throat> and I have another uh, podcast called Podcasting is Forbidden in the Cloud Recesses, which I do with my fiance Fallon, where we talk about uh, Modao Zushi, the Chinese media property. Uh, and it's on the Noise Space Network, noisespace.xyz, where there's a bunch of very good podcasts. Go check them out. There's something for everybody. There is. Antigone, yeah. where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Antigone Progony, and that's anti-gone pro-gone. Um, <laughs> I don't really have anything else going on right now. I, I keep meaning to start a Warrior Cats podcast reread because that's oh a God. Buck Wild <laughs> series. It's like, <laughs> it, it's like talking about like the dangers of fascism, but they're all cats. So it's, but they're all cats. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> so it's understandable for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, we can all get the message. But yeah, just, you know, catch me on the flip side, I guess. <laughs> Fuck yeah, <laughs> friend of the show. And um, like we, uh, as we like to do for our next episode, um, hopefully by the end of the next episode, we won't be saying you shouldn't have done that. I'm excited. So catch us next time. Yeah. Uh, do you want to give me a, a, a nice, good, uh, funny Italian accent? That's a scary meatball? Yeah, you got it. Hey, that's a scary meatball. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> Semper scary, everybody. Semper scary. <laughs> good night. <laughs> <laughs>